Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Into our podcast, I have a special guest here today. I have John, who is the owner of Level 7 here in Colorado. They're a regional, I guess, statewide, uh, what would you say, game, video game and uh, culture store? Yeah, exactly. So we kind of started as a video game store specifically, like Mm -hmm. new and used retro games. But then now we've kind of expanded into tabletop, cards, um, doing like merch. So a lot of like plushies and and stickers and stuff like that. So kind of we do manga now. (laughs) I said that we're manga. So yeah, we uh, carry a lot of like anime influenced inspired stuff as well. So just kind of everything we have fun with, we just kind of try to fit it into the store somehow. yeah <laughs> well thank you so much for being on tonight um yeah. i know it's been a long time coming uh i've wanted you on there we've known each other for a while actually before all the esports stuff um True. you've helped me a lot through tournaments that we've hosted in the past so i i also want to uh thank you for all the support you've given us too in the past <laughs> oh dude it's awesome i just i love to see people doing stuff it's it's just good. yeah like you know what i mean like i was just excited to see people playing madden live again like post-covid yeah. i was like let's go yeah it was it was awesome so thank you again i know you were one of the big supporters for us and everyone loved it um we do have little drums dumb slot coming in uh so we'll have some people kind of coming in if there's anyone that has any questions go ahead and you know you can shoot them type away and we can get to them but um i guess we can start with john tell everyone that's listening a little bit about yourself kind of um you know how you got into where you're at or where your passions kind of everything where everything started i guess sure yeah um you know uh born and raised in denver I uh, grew up, grew up uh, in like Westwood, Belver neighborhood, um, ended up graduating from Lincoln. And so that's where we started. Um, I worked retail my whole life. And when Hollywood Video, which was my last job, went uh, under, which I loved, mm. we ended up, uh, me and my crew, putting our collections together and, and starting up our own game store just because like, I don't know, the whole, the whole vibe, you know what I mean? Trying to, yeah. trying to let let that go was really difficult for us so we're like let's do whatever we can to make it happen again and so we were able to bring it together and you know over the years uh those guys have dropped off but you know i'm still still here you know Mm -hmm. uh doing it so wow so you started at um hollywood video which is a blockbuster for our younger viewers (laughs) which is basically a blockbuster and um so you worked there and you, you had some friends and then from there they went out um just because of technology and everything that's come out um and so you guys were big gamers and, and people into like video and stuff. And, and that's kind of how you guys started. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, growing up in the 90s and stuff, it was like like my first console was NES. And then mm-hmm. it had everything like through there all the way from, you know, I never had a Super Nintendo until I was an adult, which is kind of weird. But basically mm-hmm. everything else, uh, you know, Genesis, yeah. PS1, 64. So, um, yeah. And then I, I uh, worked at Best Buy for a little while as well. So I did the media department there. So, um you know, that was when the 360 era was really big. So I remember when the PS3 and the Wii launched, I was there for that. And um, oh. so I was big into the 360 at that time playing Gears. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I went and sold cell phones for a little bit and ended up at Hollywood, which mm-hmm. which was pretty sweet. I didn't actually work at Hollywood. I, I worked at Game Crazy, which was the uh, was like the, the video game portion of Hollywood. Did oh, you ever did you cool. ever check out no, Game I Crazy? Uh-uh, I, did, I don't think I've heard of that, actually. Okay, so yeah, they they had their own like um, video game store within the Hollywood video. So it was like a separate company. And uh, I worked for for that. I managed one of those stores inside of a Hollywood off like um, Sheridan and Florida. So anybody who Mm -hmm. remembers that neighborhood, like will definitely remember that store. It was it was the biggest one in the state for Hollywood. So so that one was awesome. 
Um, wow. And then, yeah, just being part of that store, just that something about it just hit right. The like the yeah. small, specific and each stuff, loving video games growing up um, and then just feeling like it's something that I could do. Me and my friends enjoy doing together, could do it long term. Um, yeah. We decided to just go for it. So. So that closed down and then you decided to start your own store. How how long ago did you start? Was it level seven games or, from from the start? Uh, so, no, actually, we. Um, OK, so I'll answer the first question. <laughs> uh, so we we opened our first store in 2009 off mm -hmm. Alameda and Zunai, which is the little one. They're like pretty close to Alameda and Federal between Federal and uh, I-25. Mm -hmm. And um, so we opened that one. 14 years ago we're going on 15 years so this is going to be our 15th wow. anniversary in june of 2024 so we'll be doing something pretty sweet for that like have some big on a thing party or something mm -hmm. it'll be red <laughs> um cool. and so yeah we're going on 15 years which is nuts already that it's just been that amount of time but um yeah and then what was the other part of the question sorry <laughs> um yeah so you started that store and from the beginning it was what did you just take inspiration from the hollywood video and you just had did you already have like video games like i guess kind of maybe explain how you even got that started you know you find the location and you have to get the sure. inventory yeah so um yeah i guess i mean starting with with like uh inspiration you know uh growing up there wasn't always a big video game chain uh you know mm -hmm. there was always like Tar target and walmart and stuff but where you would primarily go especially for used games where the there was no game stop so it was like game force buyback games um and there was a, a few other offshoots but those were the two big ones when i was a kid game force mm -hmm. and buyback they had the most locations they were all over the place mm -hmm. and uh honestly there was just you know something that that set in my mind you know and i think a lot of people get that where the, there's just mm -hmm. something about the game store when you go there just they're playing the right music and they got the stuff and yeah. you're there with your buddies and you're just trying to find something to play or you need a controller and you're just kind of hanging mm -hmm. out it's like there's something about like that shopping experience that feels like it's like kind of catered to a certain you know people just it, i don't mm -hmm. know i think certain people really it. appreciate it exactly <laughs> yeah exactly. if the vibes are good it makes you want to go and like spend time in the store and like enjoy like the ambiance and, and looking at stuff you know which definitely your store i would say has if anyone right. hasn't checked out level seven you guys need to go they have a great selection of i go there all the time actually but they got a great selection of video games um figurines cards trading cards all pokemon magic everything um, but i really like what you guys have done with the stores <laughs> right on i appreciate that yeah. yeah i was trying to like change it up and do something different with it too you know what i mean yeah. it's like you can go buy get video games anywhere like i said you can go always go to target but it's like if people want to go out of their way to go to us we want to make it worth it worth their while give them something different you know yeah and you guys get really unique stuff like i go to a lot of you know like game stops and stuff but you guys get really cool figurines um really cool like different uh merchandise that you don't see at almost any store so it's really nice that you guys have a good collection almost like a niche collection of different interests <laughs> Right. And I think that's, yeah, that's the other big part is we, you know, that's always my goal is to like, one, have stuff that you can't, or it's hard to find somewhere else locally. Mm -hmm. um, and then also have more than you can look at the first time around. You know what I mean? Like for yeah. more that, so you're like, oh, I got to go back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's always like <laughs> kind of my goal is to like have a, enough cool stuff that you're like, mm -hmm. ah, I just, I gotta go see it one more time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you get the one store, right? And then I know you guys have three yep. locations now, right? True. True. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah. So we we did hop around a little bit. Um, so mm -hmm. the next year we opened a second location that was on Sheridan and Jewel. Mm -hmm. We ended up moving that to Federal and Evans, okay. uh, and like three years after that. So we hopped around. Um, after after some time, we ended up opening. Um, what is our store that's currently on Kipling and Florida? We had mm -hmm. a smaller location that was on Kipling and Jewel for a little bit, and then we moved it to Kipling and Florida, and we expanded into um, tabletop stuff, doing like board games and and cards. We did get out of board games, but we mo mainly focus on like cards now. So Pokemon, Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, Final Fantasy, One Piece, Digimon, like all all of those card games we support. Um, and so we added tables to the store and a play space. We started doing more events. 
mm-hmm. um, which which kind of changed the dynamic of like the type of business that we were as well um, when we when we got into that space. Um, so so that grew the business in an interesting way. Um, so at that point, we had the store on Kipling and and Florida, and the, the the first one on Alameda and Zunai, and then we had one that was right next to uh, Lincoln High School that was in the Brentwood Shopping Center, um, mm-hmm. right off Federal and Evans. Mm-hmm. So they re during COVID, they wanted to double the rent. So we ended up looking for a space. And that's when we found that new spot that we're in now, that bank, mm-hmm. the big one. Yeah. So we moved into that and then got the big play space, the big ball. You know what I mean? Like, so it's that, that's been that's been an interesting like it's it's definitely been like a, a path and a learning experience. Mm-hmm. And like no matter how many times they can say like location, location, you know what I mean? You still got to move really, and kind of figure yeah. that out. No matter how hard you try the first time, it's like we've jumped around a lot. So when you started then, were you, uh, you said you did a lot of like trading card, I guess, play areas. Did you, was it, was it mainly that, or did you like kind of, ex- I, mean, I know you guys expanded your, your offerings, but when you started, was there like a core, like just video games or just card games? So we started as exclusively, well, video games, and then we did do DVDs as well at the time and Blu-rays. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was it was like ninety nine percent video games and retro video game stuff. And it wasn't for a really long time until we started like kind of branching into doing like merch, wallets, mm-hmm. and kind of hats and stuff like that. But you guys make your own merch too, right? You're wearing a level seven shirt, I think, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> that one's cool. Yeah. So shout out, they got you guys have some really cool merch. Um, do you make them and design them? Yeah, so um, you know, between a bunch, all there's like 25 of us that work at the store now. A bunch of us are like artists and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, our so boy, John, other John drew this one, and <laughs> so cool. we added some lettering and did it. We so he he did this one originally when Doom Maternal drop, but now it's the 30th mm-hmm. anniversary, so we did a reprint. So we uh-huh. got a whole print of these sweatshirts coming. So that's cool. Yeah, I, I love your guys' merch. I I always go in there and I check in. You guys are always getting new stuff in. I feel like all the time. <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I used to do the printing myself. We actually had a screen printing like facility mm-hmm. inside of one of our locations, um, mm-hmm. which is just like another, <laughs> another side story, side mission. Sure. Um, but uh, we ended up uh, moving that recently. And I just use my boy Eddie now. He just does all my printing for me. So um, mm. he gets it done. And, and it's just one less thing that I got to worry about getting done myself. So Yeah. So are you there then? Like, are you at all the stores? Like, do you work there all day or do you kind of just check in every now and then um uh, recently i have uh changed my role a bit where i'm at home a little bit more doing more of the like actual like, operational administrative kind of mm-hmm. stuff the homework which yeah it's kind of behind the scenes because stuff. that's what i never <laughs> wanted to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I, it's whatever it needs to get done um but yeah I, I i do uh attempt to get to the stores as as often as possible um i try to stop into each one at least once a week uh mm-hmm. at some point but generally it's like we have a weekly plan me and my managers of what we're getting done that week and we kind of schedule ourselves out and say okay so on so like today for example i you know we 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 designed so you're talking about some of our designs we designed this new six foot by four foot sign that we built this box for that's going to be lit and mm-hmm. it's uh, like a, a vinyl banner to like kind of display the vault room because you yeah. know before it was kind of like people aren't sure like am i allowed to go in here so we mm-hmm. really wanted to like display and make it like yes come inside here's a big ass sign it's colorful it's kind of like it's got like a a bunch of um references to video games and a big treasure chest you know what i mean like it's very yeah. casa bonita Feeling. you know what i'm saying like that's yeah that's the real insp- inspiration right there i actually worked at cospanita for a little bit so oh you did that's I was awesome a server. i was a server there yeah, yeah i yeah. love the ambiance there and that's like a, a color staple i mean i'm it sure is, everyone knows too. from south park but it's awesome have you been to the re- the remodel i have been renovated i have i have either. yeah i want to i want to go check it out my grandpa wasn't super happy but he's not super happy with anything so oh yeah <laughs> um so so you get the um so everything's you get the storage growing um and you guys are also in, involved in a lot of different events right like within the colorado gaming culture kind of area yeah i mean um we we try to be as involved um as possible right so it's like um you know when, when something like yourself when you present something cool like 
hey, I'm working with local hosts to do these these tournaments and it's legit. And like mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that like when that comes up, we're going to support. So we work with Akihabara Arcade up north. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're in Westminster or, or yeah. I can't tell which. But um, they're awesome to work with. Brandon over there is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've talked to him, but that would be worth. No, I've been wanting to check it out. They have some great uh, FGC tournaments, though. They do yeah. a lot of Dragon Ball, Street Fighter. That's an awesome arcade. Uh, I have yet to be in the, go there. I've been wanting to check it out, though. It's just a little far for me. True. <laughs> I live down south, True. so it's like an hour drive. But I'd love to go there sometime. Dude, when you go um, up, let me know. We, we check it out pretty often, yeah. so they're, they're cool. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so so we work with them. We work with people like yourself. And then also the tournaments that we, we run. So we have mm-hmm. uh, weekly tournaments. So every game, like I named earlier, like Digimon, Pokemon, uh, all the mons, uh, <laughs> magic. Uh, so they have weekly tournaments and weekly like gameplay formats that we run mm-hmm. every every night of the week except for Mondays at some of the stores. Um, and then also we'll do like special events, big tournaments like regional qualifiers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Case tournaments. Um, we do um, swap meets. Mm-hmm. And then like video game tournaments. We just recently started doing. Uh, we signed up. We're going to start doing Pokemon Go. You can oh, actually cool. do like tournaments for that now, like officially. So we're mm-hmm. gonna start doing that, and we're doing Pokemon League, like video game. So that's that's cool. So that's happening on Sundays as well. So there's just a ton of stuff. Check out our website. I mean, level7games.com has all of that information. So if anybody mm-hmm. is interested in like getting involved or wants to learn how to play a game, a card game, or a video game, or just just want some info, that would be the, mm-hmm. the best place to start for that stuff. Because there's multiple locations and a lot going on. Okay, so yeah, everyone could find information about level seven on socials i'm assuming it's all at level seven games uh, yep exactly okay. at level seven and then games. yeah and i feel like they can always reach out to you if they ever wanted to get any more information on communities or kind of what's going on in the area because i would say you're a really good resource for everyone to kind of like you're you know that they can actually walk into and talk to someone about what's going on in the in the community <laughs> yeah i try to be normal <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, everybody else so- is like <laughs> like yeah. a real standoffish. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Say, what, I say what's like, up. I'm John. Yeah. yeah. Like we're all in the same boat. We're all just trying to, you know, Colorado here isn't, the, I don't know, maybe you have a different perspective, but I feel like it's not, it's getting there, but it doesn't have the biggest community in gaming as far as, you know, maybe, I don't know, esports, gaming. It's getting it's, there though. It's, it's so, it's so hard for me to judge that because I've been mm-hmm. here my whole life and I really have nothing. I'm not super involved in that community. So it's hard for me to say, I mean, I know that there are definitely like markets, LA, I'm sure New York, these, these huge populations that are going to have like these crazy amount of people playing it. But I mean, from what it seems, at least a lot of the games fire, like when mm-hmm. people really put the effort into like marketing something and putting the work into getting the word out and doing it right like it seems mm-hmm. like they they fire and then they grow as mm-hmm. long as it's maintained to the same um with the same amount of passion that it started with mm-hmm. you know what i mean even you guys like you you saw like you you started i remember you were getting a couple people and then you're like oh shit we need more playstations we need yeah. more xboxes <laughs> like it was yeah. awesome to watch it grow and i got to go participate in that one so yeah you know i got my win i got my win <laughs> round one yeah. maybe <laughs> and, I, and i told you earlier but yeah level seven they're awesome anyone can reach out to them um, because these guys are awesome enough to um, practically sponsor our tournaments um, you guys you know helped us with a lot of the hardware a lot of the games and stuff and so um yeah, if anyone wants to reach out to you guys, like they're they're awesome. I, I'll vouch for them. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, I mean, like, so do you guys have any? I know I met you at um, one of the, or I saw you at one of the Nerds Worldwide events. Do you guys have anything kind of coming up in the future, like any events that you guys are planning for or anything? Um, you know, honestly, there's there's not. We just did VinCon in um, in October. Yeah, that was October, which was like the last big one, and then we did Fan Expo earlier, and then. Uh, oh yeah that's right you guys were at fan expo i saw you <laughs> yeah yeah that was awesome well, we're gonna were probably guys... have a vendor booth this next year so we'll see oh nice you guys had a really cool setup though what'd you guys do there again so we actually work with um this is another like community thing so we work mm-hmm. with um my boy uh matt slater over at uh, pop culture classroom which mm. uh if you haven't heard of them what they are is they're like a um a non-profit organization that essentially their goal is to work with public schools to um get teaching methods within pop culture right so using comic books to teach kids how to read instead of like forcing them to read 
novels that they're not interested in, which, you yeah. know, is great, obviously, but it's like some kids just, you got to take a different path. And so mm -hmm. they, they're they trying to take approaches like that using, using <laughs> apps and, and, you know, different forms of media and, and digital stuff to present ways of learning rather than just, you know, kind of textbook traditional stuff. So, yeah. Um, and, and they're awesome. So yeah, we, we got to do a, uh, like a, um, a mini retro pop-up museum for the ETH. Basically it was the, um, it's called the kids lab, which is mm -hmm. what they, they control that portion of the fan expo floor. And it's all just for the adolescent and younger kids of the expo to come and like, actually like, you know, get some of that kind of like pop culture educational stuff. So yeah. what we provided um, and what they asked us to do was to set up a small museum that would represent like a timeline of all the video game consoles, the hardware, the, the popular games on the consoles, why it's significant, stuff like that. So, so we had set that up with some live games and stuff like that too. So, yeah, it was awesome. I stopped by and um, basically for everyone listening, uh, Fan Expo was Comic Con, and um, so it was a huge event. And these guys were there. They had a huge um, section where, yeah, a lot of old school games. You were teaching kids how to play and and kind of giving them a little bit of education, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> it, it was sweet, dude. That yeah, it's always so much fun. So, mm -hmm. um, so I guess running running retail stores uh, out here in Colorado, what do you find are some of the bigger challenges you run into? Whether it's, you know, I'm sure there's a ton, right? Being in retail. Whether, the whether haters. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Whether that's being in, you know, involved or relevant or always watching trends or games, you know, like what do you, what do you find are some of the bigger challenges? Um, specifically, this industry is just kind of a um, pain in the butt to say the yeah. least. It's like distribution <laughs> timelines, getting stuff pre-street day like earning the trust of distributors they're shipping mm -hmm. they keep losing deals with things so i would say honestly like securing good product on time at a reasonable cost is mm -hmm. probably the most difficult thing i have to deal with in the middle of the country is hard too because there's no mm -hmm. distribution out here all just like those big you know uh markets so, yeah. for video games yeah. everything's in new york or florida or or la or san diego so mm -hmm. i gotta get everything shipped in where everybody else when the big markets can just go get it um and it takes yeah. us two or three days to get it so logistically that just creates more issues especially because we have the freaking rocky mountains <laughs> True. and unpredictable <laughs> weather so you know there's always there's always stuff that happens like that especially during winter where a game just doesn't show yeah. up on time so but this okay. year we've been pretty pretty lucky with the big ones. That's good. So then on the flip side, then what is, I guess, where do you? Because correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you have other than you know maybe GameStop, right? Which you're, I think you're on a higher level than them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys um, are the bigger of the game stores, right, in Colorado? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, so as far as yeah, locations I mean, go. Yeah, as far as locations go, it's like us and then Games Ahoy has three locations up north. They're in Loveland and then um, okay. Fort Collins. But yeah, they have three. We have three. And then, yeah, GameStop, um, as far as I know. Yeah, but, you know, shout out Game Force in Aurora. Those guys are awesome. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, all the other cool game stores. <laughs> so what do you find, like, where, where did you see most success then where you were able to kind of find, you know, success to grow? You know, what, what do you feel like was the biggest or different things that you kind of found that led you to success um it's hard to say i honestly i think it's just being relatable i think it's just environment it's exactly mm -hmm. what i always thought it was you know what i mean that like if if people can find out about us mm -hmm. And they're interested and they can make the trip i think most people find out that they they like being there mm -hmm. more than most other places and and so yeah i mean i think i think that is being normal and just having like a, a simple environment that we feel comfortable in with, and other people just naturally feel comfortable in mm -hmm. it's like we're not trying like, it seems like we're trying, right? Because we put up posters and we do social media and all this stuff. But this is just stuff we want to do. We want to make little skits. We want to make mm -hmm. art. We want to make t-shirts. And it becomes marketing. It becomes branding. But this is stuff we just mm -hmm. want to do anyhow. We want to go skateboard and do silly stuff and, you know, yeah. make CKY videos and stuff. But it's like, <laughs> it just turns into something for the store. And so I think the the fact that it, it it's naturally happening with a group of people who want to do these things together and not just like... Mm -hmm. 
this has to be done to build the brand and charts. Yeah, like a GameStop or something where you feel the pressure of them being in it for the business, you know? Exactly. And it's like you can feel that from from the employee because that's what they're being coached. They're being coached pressure. Mm -hmm. They're not being coached environment. And so, you know, for me, it's like the first thing I'm doing when I get to work is saying what's up to all all the the crew. You know what I mean? And like being, being stoked to like be there with my friends. Yeah. Not like here we go you know what i mean so um, yeah i love what i do and i think a lot of the people that work there do and i think the mm-hmm. customers can tell That's... yeah i think so too though when you walk in the environment is you can tell everything's put together and that everyone has passion there and everyone's there because they enjoy it <laughs> definitely and it's like i mean hey man we all have kind yeah of days, so you might get mm-hmm. <laughs> but but i think for the most part everybody's chill so yeah, so you guys, um, you guys are making some really cool content too. I've been really enjoying like all the stuff you guys have been pushing out. You guys also have a podcast show too, right? So yes, although we haven't been as regular with it because we were doing it every <laughs> single week. It is tough. It is tough. Yeah. Um, but in addition to it being tough, we just um, we have recently decided we want to do more um, like skits and and kind of like production almost. style stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but. Also, inserting the podcast when we have something that we feel is significant enough to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, like, with the Game Awards that had just happened, we're probably going to do a podcast this week, which will release on Thursday or Friday, about mm-hmm. about those. Oh, okay, cool. <clears throat> Take a drink real quick, sorry. Yeah, that's why I got my water with me <laughs> at all times. <laughs> yeah, But, yeah, you guys should definitely check it out because they get they get mixed. <laughs> You guys have really cool. Like, I love your content. It's really enjoyable and it's entertaining. And I've been seeing a lot more lately. I think because you guys have been maybe making more. But it's uh, yeah, it's been really good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good. And, and and that's what it is. Is it's like the podcast cool, but it's kind of hard. It's hard to tell when it's like a podcast and then a thumbnail for another podcast. Like yeah, you're just like ah. Uh. So it's <laughs> like we're just trying to throw them. It just slip a podcast in there. Like, Every now like and then, yeah. <laughs> something fun. Something fun. Something fun. Our opinions. Something yeah. fun. Something fun. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think for a lot of people in Colorado, it's good because I don't, like I said, I don't think there's anyone else doing that that has, I guess, the experience that you have in your position, you know, doing, because I think you have a really good um, vault of knowledge that you can, you know, tell people or, or share. And I think that's great. Sure. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I appreciate that. I, I definitely, I think that, yeah, over, like I said, 15 years of just doing this yeah. and in addition to all the other crap before that and all the other, yeah, I definitely like know more about like video games and stuff than I probably should. Yeah. I feel like the industry is tough, but also be tough because it's always moving. It's always progressing. There's always different things coming out. There's always new hype. There's it's, it's a very fast paced industry. And so I think that that's really challenging. And that's, I see that that's something that probably you can, that you've been able to kind of handle or, or at least take care of. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's you. I mean, you can imagine like it's just you have a, a year where PS5 comes out and you can't get PS5s, right? Mm-hmm. So it's impossible to get a PS5. There's no games. Like there's one, two games, three games every month or so, and mm-hmm. so there's like nothing to sell. And so there's definitely like ebbs and flows to the business. It's 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 really interesting to kind of like try to like predict things and control the fireball, you know? Yeah. So how was that in your opinion, since you're a retailer on your end, how was the release of the PS five? I mean, could you just not, you couldn't get any right to sell? None. Like, I mean, we would get five every six months or something. It was... And you're getting them straight from Sony, right? Like, or I mean, pretty much like distributed from no. So Sony, <laughs> Sony doesn't work directly with, with like local game stores. Right. So they'll, they'll Sony will go direct and they know they don't even I don't even know how direct they go, but we're like, you know, the game stops, Best Buy's Walmart. So sure. they'll go direct to them. Um, and then there will be some distribution, but then those distribution chains usually get locked into stuff like Barnes and Nobles and kind of like the second tier big big mm-hmm. ch- stores um, that get weird stuff like that. Sam's clubs and you know what I mean? Like it's, it's all kind of the yeah. same. But but there's like different areas so like even the bigger distributors mm-hmm. likely the big box so mm. you know what i mean like for a while it's hard for us to get yeah distribution because one of our bigger chain distribution chains um lost direct 
with Sony. So, mm. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll <laughs> find somebody else. <laughs> so, so has it gotten better now that we're, what, three years later? Like, because I know they have the Slim coming out. Is the distribution gotten any better? Not really. And honestly, it doesn't it doesn't matter because we don't make money on consoles. So like if I've sure. bought if I buy a PS5, I buy it for four ninety eight and then I pay shipping on it. Hmm. Um it's it's generally cheaper for me to actually go to a store and buy one store and, buy it. <laughs> and then sell it to somebody than to order yeah. it through distribution chains because it's it's just that way. It's just it's such a weird thing. But then you got to have them to attach the accessories and all yeah. the other stuff. Um, we've learned to kind of live without, right? Um, in in a lot of instances, just, you know, especially going through COVID, we learned how to kind of be like, all right, well, I guess we don't really need to carry every single little item because mm-hmm. when there was no chance of getting certain things, certain batteries or whatever, you're like, okay, I guess it's not the end of the world if we don't have this thing. And with stuff like consoles where we're forking out $500 to make five hundred dollars it doesn't even really make sense like we're making zero money and it's like it just becomes like a a free service at that point so it's it's difficult to justify and so it's it's an interesting one right now when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, um, so then... With the stuff you do carry, I know you guys carry. I've seen your stock, and it's really cool. What do you think is some of like the cooler stuff that you carry that the other stores, like you know, Targets, Walmart's, GameStop stuff, what that they don't carry? Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we get a lot of the import stuff. So, mm-hmm. like on the new console, so like on the newer consoles, PS5, uh, Xbox, not so Xbox so much, but PS5 and Switch mostly. There mm-hmm. are a lot of uh, Switches region free, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a ton of games that come out in Europe and in Japan and other regions that are never released in America or only released in America as mm. a digital download. So we bring most of those in, especially like the more notable ones. So they'll do like um, Chrono Cross was a big one that they remastered Chrono Cross, but there was only digital in America. But we were able to get the international version. And what's mm. cool about the Switch is that it actually will automatically revert to the language setting you have it at so it has all of the language packages in every game and Mm -hmm. it will just do the one that you're set at oh okay so that's cool yeah those are cool i mean that and then just i mean all the crazy rare video game stuff that we get you know what i mean like all the Mm -hmm. boxed nes super nintendo 64 like today i bought a conqueror's bad fur day off some dude which is like 100 bucks now that's not crazy like mind-blowing but you know, but it's, it's yeah, hundred dollars. Classic, <laughs> for a, bro. Yeah, classic for a sixty-four game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming you've seen some cool stuff come through, then, right? Like, what are some of the memorable ones? Um. Well, just recently, I sold a complete in box Earthbound. If you know what that is, I don't know. Yeah. A, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the big box with the scratch and sniff cards. It had the the, the strategy guide with oh, it, wow. and it still actually had the clearance sticker on it, which was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Because they used to they clearance that one out, and then it ended up being like the most expensive game on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> um, there's um, a lot of rare cards that we see. So like, um, I don't know if you're into Pokemon at all, but like, you know, we see like a ton of the like Gold Star, Crystal Star, like mm-hmm. uh, e-reader cards all the time. Um, but more on the video game and stuff, it's like. That like the box stuff is is always probably the funnest for me. Or the weird controllers we've had a the, the sixty four Millennium controller. The mm. only way to get it was uh, you had to go to the Nintendo store on New Year's Day. I think well, I think it was New Year's Day. Don't even honor. And uh, it was they did them for the Millennium, right? It had the mm-hmm. year two thousand. It just it was a silver sixty four controller, 
and I think mm. those things go for like five grand now. Wow. I uh, I sold mine for far less than that, sadly. <laughs> but it was really cool. Yeah. I had one at one point, and then it said COVID. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Like, no! I know. It was funny. <laughs> I actually kind of just got into Pokemon cards. Vintage, uh, though. You okay. know, I'm 90s, so I'm like, I, I yeah. base set, base two, right? I'm like, sure. One, one, what is it? 150, 160. Whatever yeah. started with the camera region. And um, I actually picked up a um, this Blastoise here. But Heck it's it's yeah, damaged. Buddy. Okay, base set two. So, that's all right. That's and, all right. And, Let's and, get uh, in a binder. Yeah, exactly. So it was funny, and uh, that you mentioned that because uh, now I don't know. Do you guys get uh, like Charizard? I mean, I obviously get Charizards in, but what are the values looking like on the Pokemon cards now? I know they've come down a lot, right, since COVID. Uh, yeah. I mean, some of them have, but some of them haven't. So, um, it's hard because it's like, uh, it's kind of like bell curve, right? So like all the top mm-hmm. end stuff came down, all the bottom end stuff kind of came down. But the stuff in the middle kind of stayed very close. Um, like if you're talking like a base set Charizard, not Shadowless, not first edition, but just like a base set Charizard in near mint mm-hmm. condition. I mean, it's probably like three to 400 bucks just for that one. But if you get mm-hmm. a shadowless one near mint condition, you start getting up to like two thousand bucks, mm. you know. And then if you get a shadowless first edition near mint, that's the Jake Paul stuff. That's yeah. you know what I mean. That's the <laughs> million dollar yeah, card. You know what I mean? The hundred dollar, <laughs> two hundred thousand dollar cards. Which yeah, yeah, exactly. So I have I have a uh, first edition shadowless Charizard, the same mm-hmm. one that 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 old boy wore. But um, mine isn't as in good of condition. Mine's not great. It's, mm. it's that's one of the ones that's displayed in the vault. Oh, cool! Yeah, I'll have to check it out because I'm assuming each location carries different um, inventory based on just trade-ins and and what they sell and stuff, right? Exactly. And so that's the other thought of like having stores that are interesting and fun to visit is that like each one's different. <laughs> yeah, people make a whole day out of it. Like they'll make mm-hmm. a day trip and just hit every, some people hit every game store in Colorado. Some people will just hit hours. Like, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. Some people just have like a route between two. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's cool to watch, but like people just check out all the stores and kind of have different vibes at each one. And yeah. People and stuff. <laughs> so is it hard to know, like keep updating or I guess keep up with the changing values of, you know, vintage or new stuff that gets resold? Not really. Um, luckily, no. the internet has, I mean, we don't have to deal with the good old days of Beckett anymore. We don't have the yeah. price guides, those old books. <laughs> I mean, luckily, there's just, uh, there's a lot of websites. So for video mm. games, we use a website called pricecharting.com, mm-hmm. which is uh, like a Metacritic style aggregate price um, recording and um, like history and averaging and stuff. Exactly. So it does all the work and it'll tell you, okay, so You'll type in the game. You'll be like, all right, uh, I don't know, Earthbound. And it'll say, okay, loose Earthbound mm-hmm. is averaging. The market price right now is about, you know, uh, probably like $200, $300, I would say. And then, like, it'll say complete inbox, so CIB. So if it has the manual, all the stuff, and then it'll give you an average price on that. But what's cool is you can actually, like, click into it, dig into the listings, follow them to the eBay links, actually look at what it looked like. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's not perfect. And they keep sure. as much information as they can. But as long as eBay still has the listings up, you can really, really get like an idea of like what you're comparing things to. Because it's gotten crazy how much uh, the manual of a video game costs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you have Chrono Trigger and you have the box and you have one one of the posters and the manual, but you're missing one poster. I mean, that's like, 50 to a hundred dollars to get that post. It's like, yeah, (laughs) it's good. It's goofy. But I mean, it's just like, if you think about it, it's just like comic books, right? Like the cartridge is almost the easiest part to preserve of the video game. So it's like the paper products are the crazy ones. Mm -hmm. So So how do you, I don't know if this is the right question, but you can differentiate, I'm assuming fakes or replicas. Yeah. Do you see that um, in the market a lot or not as much as maybe people here? It was a thing that was happening for a little bit, for sure. Mm-hmm. It was, I think that was like kind of a, a thing that I started seeing in like 2018, which mm-hmm. feels weird, like referencing something so long <laughs> ago. But it was definitely, there was a time when, when like the wish.com, AliExpress, 
mm-hmm. that whole that whole market kind of emerged and people were like oh shit i can get fake everything yeah. um that's when we started seeing stuff like that but it's kind of chilled out then since then but yeah i mean we we train all of our employees to be able to like tell the difference between like fake cartridges and and real ones and boxes and stuff there's just there's some like telltale signs or like mm-hmm. some some giveaways of something's fake so like a lot of the boxes for super nintendo and 64 and nes games if you, if you look at how nintendo designed the box on each of the crease on the inside of the edge there's a there's a bead of extra cardboard so if you bend it backwards it doesn't crack hmm. so on the fakes they won't have that the cardboard will just meet like a regular piece of like a regular box like a modern box mm-hmm. um, rather than having that bead of cardboard so that's like one one thing that you can tell but yeah that's a good uh some good content you can create out of that <laughs> you know we, we've thought about it we've thought yeah. about it but then we're like well we don't want to make the thieves or you know the it made them more heads better <laughs> exactly about exactly. how they can get through the security <laughs> exactly. okay so that's what they're looking for yeah. all right like yeah <laughs> um so coming up to the holidays, I'm assuming everyone's doing their Christmas shopping. Does do you guys have any specials going on at level seven? Anything that you want to let everyone know? Any promotions you guys have running? Definitely. So uh, this weekend we are actually doing 10% off store wide. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll just easy. That one's easy. So that that'll be. And that's even on like everything, like trading cards, like used, vintage, everything. Wow. New, used, oh whatever you name it. Like uh, the car in the parking lot. Shit, 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so 10% off this this upcoming weekend, which is, let's see if I can do this without ruining everything. Well, let me open this. This I don't know the actual dates. I'm not that I'm not that good at stuff. Uh, this weekend. Well, see, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. So this weekend, today's yeah, the uh, this 12th, I think. So the like 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, that weekend. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Omina. <laughs> um, hello, thanks for my... watching. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, do you uh, know her? No. Oh, I okay. just well, maybe I don't have my I have my glasses on, so even I'm just like what <laughs> I'm up? Squint, I'm squinting. <laughs> I just see it. Yeah. Um. Oh, okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, so the- but yeah, so and then uh, sorry, mm-hmm. and then uh, next the weekend after, so the weekend right before Christmas, because Christmas is on a Monday, mm-hmm. or no, it's on a sun, it's on a Monday. So yeah, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, leading up, we'll be doing another sale but you gotta check you gotta follow us on the social medias and because we're only advertising this weekend sale right now we yeah, wouldn't wanna yeah. spoil wouldn't want to spoil there's anything. good stuff coming up for the christmas time and stuff. i and that'd be a good time to buy like those pokemon cards and stuff because i mean in my opinion that'd be the best time to buy them <laughs> you know because yeah, get them on sale i don't yeah. usually put pokemon cards on sale they're so hard to get like literally pokemon cards yeah. are probably like the one that and gamecube games are the two things mm. that I'm like, it's hard for me to even like put a sale on them because I'm like, yeah, so hard to get. Like, yeah. And everyone like loves them anyway. So it's, it's yeah. hard to, but like GameCube, I'm well uh, later on, but one of my still, I guess not Holy Grail, but one of the games I really want to get is Animal Crossing original GameCube. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have one yet, but I'd like, I'm going to come check it out and see if they, if you guys have one. You're looking for like the limited edition cube itself or just the, the game? Just the game. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah. I don't know. And then, we probably and, then, and, then, and then eventually I'll get the game. I've been looking for CRTVs too because I'm trying to get a whole retro set up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you have a Wii, um, the Wii is actually awesome for GameCube games too because you can run component cables into your modern TV and it looks good and it'll actually like. Oh, and they're box. backwards compatible? Yep, that's right. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, Mia loves Animal Crossing. That was at the end. I, I've I've said it before, but that's one of my favorite games. Nostalgic, and it's just calming. And it was just one of those games that it was like you know, the games pop in in a certain time of your life, and they just yeah. they connect to you, and they just they they have that nostalgic feeling. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was like this huge emulator phase at one point that I was going through, and I played. Uh... Harvest Moon 60 or not Har- Super Harvest Moon for the Super yeah, Nintendo. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know what it is about this, but I cannot stop forever. This is my, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. That's how I feel. Um, so any, I mean, I guess other things, anything else that you, you feel the listeners would like to, uh, or I guess any other like value could you want to add about running game stores, how it started, you know, like, cause I don't think there's a lot of people out there talking about running a game store or building one or 
everything that goes into it, you know? I mean, it's, um, it's interesting. I would say like, well, I get, well, I, I guess specifically at my level, it's, it's, it's a little, it's a little different now we have, we, I feel like we've kind of running a business is like a puzzle, right? So Mm. you kind of start it and it's like, you're just trying to figure out how to make it work the best. And you have this idea and you have a goal and you're trying to push towards that and, and, and make it work to where it's making money you're making money it's somehow growing progressively with the economy so then you can hire people on and continually give them raises right so it's like it's this it really is and it's silly that it it comes up like this it it's it's animal crossing bro it's it's (laughs) it's harvest moon it's like resource management like it's like you have your operating funds you have mm-hmm. to acquire a certain amount of things and and then you have to move them. And it's like you're moving all the pieces around. And it's like, you know, it's not exactly that, but it, it really is. It's like it's the same skill set to like and then you're playing Age of Empires and you start on Chieftain or whatever. And then you get all the way up to Warlord and you're like just playing Starcraft. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's that's how it feels. I feel like I'm playing Star like Korean Starcraft right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's a good way to look at it. Actually, I never thought about that. Real time strategy running a business. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really is. I mean, it's just you got to be available. You're taking calls. You're replacing people when they call in sick. It's just a lot going yeah. on. It's 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 fun, especially for the ADD brain. <laughs> yeah. So when you you have you said about well, yeah, about 25 employees right now. Uh, yeah, we're at 25. So in the future when you look for people to whether it's employees or people you get involved with you know what are some of the things you kind of that stick out to you or that you look for not just employees but you know anyone you kind of do some sort of business with no for sure i mean there i don't i don't know how to i don't know how to phrase it better than just i I just want to work with regular people yeah you know like it's just somebody who uh seems to be able to like uh, reflect upon the way that they're speaking to other people um, mm-hmm. is polite and respectful. Like it's really not that much. Like I don't really expect a whole lot out of people. Like I'm willing to work with, with most people on most things, as long as it's like mutually beneficial and worth my time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as people are just like, cool, have a sense of humor, you know, like kind of just as long as it, I don't know, vibes, right. I think is what you said earlier is like, if the vibes, yeah. right. The, the, that's really yeah. it. And so with most of my employees, most of them were customers that became employees. So mm-hmm. the people that I kind of got to know, I got to know a little about about them, but not like a lot about them, enough about their taste in video games, the, the type of person they are. I got to speak with them on that kind of customer and interaction level. Cause it's like, you can, you can tell how somebody's going to, well, not always, not always, but you sure. can usually assume how somebody's going to talk to somebody else by the way they talk to you you mm-hmm. know and so i'm like okay so this dude approaches me he doesn't know me he doesn't know i'm the owner or whatever you know what i mean because mm-hmm. some people do and so that changes things a little bit but when when i meet somebody for the first time and they're just regular um and we can just have a conversation and then i see him again and then they're like oh you're the owner i'm like yeah it just mm-hmm. you know what i mean it, it, it becomes this really cool like thing where they're like they don't feel any pressure to be a certain way and i don't feel any pressure to be a certain way about it Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it, that that's another thing that gets a little difficult where it's like at some point it's hard because it's like people do have different expectations of me in the workplace than sometimes I want to believe because um, I just want to be the video game guy, right? I just want to. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it, I, I, it is a little bit more than that now. And so mm-hmm. um, that that's that's sometimes a little difficult. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's good. Like, Aren't you the owner? And I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah, but I like video games. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I started a video game store because I wanted to work really hard. Like, I just, yeah, dang it, just how it shook out. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks, Dom Nation, for hopping on. He's he's uh, he's he's awesome. He's been to our tournaments. I'm, I don't, you might have met him, played against Bro. him, but yeah, he's awesome. Um, so I guess we can start wrapping up. Um, but what I like to ask everyone at the kind of towards the end, sure. what are your, you know, obviously we're all gamers. What were your three? If you could make top three. What were your top three favorite games of all time? Of all time? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've, I've had to do this recently. And the two and the three, 
they change sometimes. Sure. A little sure. bit. A little <laughs> bit. Depending on um, how you're feeling. Exa- exactly. Depending on what day of the week it is. But today I'm feeling a little spicy. But number one is always Dark Souls 1. Like, oh. it, that's the game that made me like video games again. <laughs> like working at a video game store, you get burnt out. You stare at the mm-hmm. wall. And after a while, you're just like, I don't want to play any of this. Dark Souls 1 was the game that like was like okay video games are dope what are you doing yeah and kind of reignited (laughs) it literally reignited the flame (laughs) oh that's awesome (laughs) so um that um then i'd probably have to go with something like um blue mines i don't think you could see it but i got my blue mines which is a uh it's a puzzle game that's Mm -hmm. uh by the same dude who did res so it's like a rhythm puzzle game it's either that or something like tetris um Mm -hmm. And then um, I'd say number three has got to be Shadows of the Damned. On mm. uh, it's PS3 and 360, they are actually remastering it, which I'm really? like, yes. But it's um, Suda 51, which if you haven't played mm. any of his games, he did like a Lollipop Chainsaw, um, a bunch of other weird mm. uh, Never Never Say Die, and uh, Tra- he did the um, the Killer Seven games, Killer Seven, Travis. Uh, foot, football, Travis touchdown. There you go. Anyhow, oh. anyhow, no more heroes. No more heroes <laughs> yeah. is the name of the series. Yeah, yeah. So as him, it was the Shinji Mikami, who's the dude who did uh, Resident Evil Four. Oh, cool. And they made a game together. And so that that's that awesome. Is the- <laughs> yes. So yeah, those are, those are three. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing, um, John. Thank you for hopping on. I'm sure we'll have you on in the future again. Uh, I just want to thank you and all the listeners for stopping by. You guys made it a great show. Um, You can find John at level seven sometimes. Uh, Otherwise you can follow them on all their socials. They all their events, their tournaments, all their promotions and sales coming up. Follow them on all social medias. Um, Anything else before we, before we head out. Really appreciate you. Appreciate everything you do for the gaming community in Colorado, dude. It's it's awesome to see somebody working towards something. So yeah, dude. Yeah, really thank you. It. Thank you for having <laughs> I appreciate me. Appreciate that. Yes, yes thank you. Like I said, we'll have it on. We'll have you on again um, in the future. Uh, but you can stay on uh, once we go off, though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks, everybody. All right.